Welcome, friends, to another episode of The Human Voice. As always, this is Bob Hutchins, and I'm here today with Terrence Williams. This is going to be a fascinating conversation. I've been looking forward to this for a while. We're going to talk about the intersection of mental health, wellness, and virtual reality. Okay, before we jump into that pool, let me tell you a little bit about Terrence. Terrence Williams is the founder of Meta Wellness. The company provides, now, that's not associated with Meta, i.e. Facebook. Totally different company, not to be confused. So he's the founder of Meta Wellness. The company provides affordable virtual reality platforms for mental health professionals to conduct their telehealth sessions, group sessions, trainings, etc. in the metaverse. Meta Wellness also creates large group space platforms that can be both public and private and are perfect for nonprofits. He customizes these platforms as well, if that's what someone might be interested in. So he he takes this service, he takes it to the next level, and he's on the very cutting, bleeding edge, I would say, of this technology. Terrence, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You're, you're the human voice on the other side of the microphone today is coming to us from just outside of Orlando. Is that correct? Sunny Orlando, Florida. Yep. I have been in Orlando for past five or six years and been loving the weather and I won't leave. Can't make it. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Well, I'm a Florida boy at heart. That's where I grew up most of my life. So I'm, I, I will admit I'm a little envious because this is being recorded in the winter in Nashville, which can be nice, but can also be miserable. So enjoy that sunny weather as much as you can. I'll, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. <laughs> so Terrence, tell me a little bit about your path to, to this fascinating world of building out virtual reality realms where people can and, and mental health professionals can use these for tools of healing for their practice. So I'm sure that you didn't just wake up one day and go, I think I'm going to build virtual reality environments. Tell me, tell me a little bit about Terrence, where you came from. Did you grow up in Florida? Yeah. So I, I actually grew up in Virginia and mm. I got my bachelor's in strategic advertising from Virginia Commonwealth University, go Rams. And then I just I got my master's at the University of Central Florida, my, my master's in business administration, go Knights. And then from there, I kind of hit a wall on what I wanted it to do. I was... I had got my first marketing position and I got fired <laughs> within like a month. And I started feeling really, really down. And the only other job I could get at the time was working at mattress firm, selling mattresses. And that was probably the most important part of my life, probably the most impactful part of my life because I was there working maybe 50 hours. But when I was when I started there, I was working for this woman named Hope. She was my trainer. And, and it's so funny, ironically, her, her name was Hope. But she was anything but Hope. She was really, she gave no hope <laughs> at all during the position. She was very mean, very much argumentative, made every hour of those 50-hour weeks longer than what they had to be. They felt like I was working 1,000 hours a week. I started becoming very, what I would call a depressed at the time. I won't, won't say I was in a state of depression, but I was depressed. And I, you know, it, the thing about the mattress firm was when you're hired there, everybody is hired for the same position. You're, you're hired as a training manager. If you're a store manager or if you're a regional manager, no matter what kind of manager you are, you're all paid the same amount of money. You just have a different title. And 
when I started there as a training manager, Hope was my trainer. So she was the store manager there. We're making the same amount of money, but she was just super, 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 super argumentative, super, very, very, very toxic. And it really made the job horrible. And then one day she got a call and she had been promoted to regional manager. Now, remember, this is the same amount of money as a training manager and as a store manager. And I just saw the, the light in her eyes. She was so excited. She started crying. It was like if she had won the lottery. And that was kind of a big moment for me where I just looked at myself and I was like, I got to do something different. You know, if if all I can do is just keep going into a different title and keep getting paid the same position, there has to be more out of life. Mm. So I, I flew down to Thanksgiving time. I went went home and I saw a friend I haven't seen in a while. He's really into the tech industry like me. He started talking about the metaverse, started talking about technology. And I was just like, this is really interesting. And he was just like, it's incredible. He told me to put the goggles on, put the goggles on. And right there, I instantly got goosebumps. The virtual reality sense was just incredible. I looked up in the sky. I saw birds. I I looked to the right of me. I'm just seeing people walking and talking, having conversations in there. And I'm like, holy crap, this has to be the next level. So I started learning. I started taking it upon myself to actually learn how to develop the technology because I was so fascinated by it. it. Took like a year or two or the, took a year or two to just really hone in and just focus on learning all of the the techniques and the, and the coding and and you know, the design and everything. And from there, I started reaching out my services to people. And I got a lot of people that were, yeah, I had to like created podcasts. I created homes. I created clubs for people. But one day I just started getting a lot of interest in the mental health space. A lot of people just reached out and said, hey, do you do anything for therapists in the mental health space? And of course, I wasn't going to say no. I said, sure, what do you want? They were like, I just want an office. So I started doing that. And then more and more people just started coming to me saying, hey, I would love my own platform and et cetera. And I was like, well, let me just focus on that. And I started focusing on it. And then Better Wellness started and became a thing. That's amazing. Let's jump back just a few minutes going to your upbringing in Virginia, if you don't mind. Do you have siblings? Do you, were you only child? or I have an older sister. She was She's eight years older than me. So she was more, she was always like, a, like not a lot of people would think like she's my mom, but she really was like a really big sister. Mm-hmm. Um, my life I was spent with her, like it was summers. She was like watching me throughout the day. She was the one helping my homework. She was the one, a very integral part of my life. And so what kind of, tell me about your childhood. Were you a curious child? Were you always into like thinking about tech? Were you into sports? I always find it interesting that what types of personalities develop over time. Yeah, I was actually a challenging child. I actually challenged mm-hmm. everybody on everything, no matter what. If somebody said that this this wall is blue, I'd be like, well, why is it blue? Like, what makes it blue? Or no, it's not blue, it's red. I was very challenging. and But I was very competitive also. I did play a lot of sports. I played basketball a lot growing up in high school, little junior college, stuff like that. Um, I was very competitive like that. But I was very much a challenging child. I always had questions. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's interesting how sometimes curiosity can be framed in in the context of challenging. I find that you know people with personalities similar similar to yours end up being great entrepreneurs because you don't mind being disruptive, you don't mind questioning and staying curious. And that uh, to me, like that's how we grow, right? It's like you were that curious kid who was always asking why, and it never left. Right. Yeah, and I, I, and I always kind of look back to my childhood and kind of look at a lot of things. Because when I when I was growing up, my dad was in the military. So, like, after school, I was usually in after-school programs, like Girls Club and stuff like that. And before I went to college, I actually started working for, like, the Boys and Girls Club. And a lot of the people that I 
when I started working, a lot of the same people that were counselors for me still worked there. So I would ask them, like, how was I? And they were like, you challenged everything. You would always say, <laughs> you would say no to anything. If you didn't want to do something, you would just say no. If you, if you thought something was wrong, you would speak up. You would always ask why. So I always thought that was really interesting. You need to ask them that. That's my parents the same thing. They're like, yeah, you were always like that. So yeah, I do believe in being a little disruptive and not just taking the status quo of what things people say should happen or how it should be. And I think the metaverse is kind of like that. It's completely different. I think telehealth, how we're doing it now is like how we're just communicating right now through, you know, via Zoom, via a laptop is going to eventually decay away. And we're going to have to transition to the next level of technology. And I think the metaverse is is up next. Okay. That's that's a great segue into like doing a deep dive into Web3, metaverse, AI, all the things that you're kind of immersed in right now. I've been in the tech space a long time and have seen a lot of things come and go. I've written about it. My latest book is called Our Digital Soul, Collective Anxiety, Media Trauma, and a Path Toward Recovery. And in that book, my co-author and myself talk a lot about good, bad, and indifferent effects of screen life. And it's interesting because a lot of people say, well, aren't you pro-technology? I'm like, absolutely. It's my career. I love it. I write about it. I speak about it. But I also know that there are ways to use that technology and the way that the technology uses us. So as we jump into this conversation around virtual reality, let's call it that, because I think I think the term metaverse can be a little bit elusive to people. And I hate that I hate that Facebook is so tied directly to that. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of yeah. clouds the conversation with things that don't need to be in there. Yeah. So in that context, I just want to uh, let's just kind of start out and say, what have you seen and what are the uses? And we're going to jump into the positive side first of virtual reality and how are mental health practitioners using this? So so let's just ask the question, why virtual reality? Great question. So. What I've been noticing and what I've been seeing is that virtual reality has been giving a lot of the mental professionals a whole different feel for their clients, a whole different, not just a different side of the business that they can opt into, but something, a whole different experience that they can personalize being in. So for example, and this is a lot of the uses that people have been using. So recently I've had a marriage therapist who has been working with a client in particular for the past year and a half. And they've been finding, he was, the therapist was finding that the man the husband has really not been opening up connecting. Mm. So he offered this service where he could be in this virtual platform and not actually have to be physically beside his wife talking to the therapist as if they're right you know, in front of each other. So he's in his home, she's in the office with the, the therapist and they're, they're, they're still in a virtual room together. And within she's been finding the therapist reached out to me about uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, defining that, that the husband has now been opening up a lot more now. Hmm. Feels way more comfortable, and secret is this: be feeling way more comfortable to have a conversation as if he was there, even though he is not there. Mm. And that's kind of the boundaries that virtual reality kind of is stimulating and creating. It's creating atmospheres where people can still feel like you're in the presence of somebody without actually having to leave your home. And the technology is growing every day. Um, it's, it's improving every day, and it's growing every day. And and to answer your question with a full more full is that. I've been seeing a lot of just not even just I saw a lot of digital platforms or virtual platforms to where people can actually just sit into an office space. They can sit on the couch and sit in the therapy room. You can have that conversation, et cetera. 
However, but I've also been doing a lot of exposure therapy and a lot of stuff for like nonprofits as well. So for example, I just created an elevator for somebody at home and in the home, there's an elevator. And when the person goes into the elevator, the walls feel as though they're closing in on them. You can hear the wild pounding and et cetera. And they wanted this to more of an exposure therapy so that somebody can actually feel what it's like to have claustrophobia. So it's really interesting how people are in these therapists are coming up with all these creative ideas to really push the boundaries of how they want to use virtual reality. Because in the real world, I can't create an elevator that can like sink in on you and have the walls pounding to make you reenact that. So the boundaries of what virtuality can push and, and make people understand has been transcending. Not even just that. Language barriers are starting to become or will become like extinct for sure. Because what one thing they're doing, and we'll go back to Facebook, we'll just call them better. For one thing they're doing is they're creating the technology to where if you are in China wearing the headset and I am in Australia wearing the headset and you speak Chinese and I speak, you know, English, that you'll still be able to under the Chinese person will still be able to understand what you're saying because they'll come to them as in Chinese. And I'll hear what the Chinese person is saying is in English. So the whole barrier aspect of that is going to be transcendent as well. And just the whole virtual reality aspect in general, the, the, the best thing about it is really what I was saying before, is to feel as though you're there, but you're not actually there. And in the environments that you can recreate, I've created mountains, I've created waterfall aspects, I've created beach aspects. So it doesn't even have to be simply just an office. You know, a lot of these therapists are coming up with these incredible ideas, being in the woods with the fires and the marshmallows roasting, having these conversations, having these nice, like, you know, music in the background where you can have these conversations. So it's really incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm a, I'm a fan. You know, I have an Oculus and, and we certainly use it from time to time. What are, what are your thoughts on the future of VR? I know Apple's is plan is about to announce whatever version they come out with first. I know that there's a new version of the Oculus and as things get more streamlined and easier and less obtrusive on people's heads, where do you think the industry is going as far as that goes? Well, I think the industry is going to keep booming. I think it's projected to be like five trillion dollar industry by 2033. I think it's going to keep growing essentially, especially in three major apps, you'll see virtual reality grow a lot. One is in gaming. Gaming is going to be incredibly huge in virtual reality. I believe fashion is going to be another you know, very big avenue. Actually, I'm going to go for education, just being able to teach. A lot of colleges are already implementing the virtual reality metaverse aspect into their teachings and in their college lectures. And then lastly, I believe in health, not just mental health, but just health overall in general. A lot of even those are implementing things where you can have or they're having their attendees practice open heart surgery through virtual reality. You know, it makes it feel like they're really doing it, but their learning to be able to learn how to do it on the spot. So the growth and the experience and the in the level of just doctors and educators and gamers are just going to expand and grow even higher. The skill level is going to grow. And, you know, there's always a downside of technology because technology, in a sense, is just a way to make people lazier. That's just right. <laughs> it's just what it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> technology is a way to make people lazier. But as you were saying before, there is another way to really to really hone in and find the benefits of it. And that's through what I'm talking about before is just really through therapy, gaming, fashion. You can really find avenues to where people can really experience things live and feel like they're there. Yeah, I love that. Do you do you dabble at all in any augmented reality or just stay in virtual reality at this point? I personally stay in virtual reality. I love augmented reality, too. I think it's really, really, really impressive as well. But, you know, augmented is still, you know, for the most part, you still still see it mostly like on a screen with the people like impacting it, changing the outlook of it. I deal more with just the virtual reality sense because 
especially with the therapy, I just want to put these people in this room where you really feel like you're in there. You turn around and, you know, you see a fish in the tank moving around. You look outside and you see the birds flying and chirping and stuff like that. And actually a different experience. And I believe getting into it early now has been really, really important because I want to be one of the first to get in there to really push and push this movement because I really believe it's going to be make a real big impact in the future. Yeah, I believe that as well. I've been saying this for a while as well because I read an I read a uh, an article. It's been probably 4 years, maybe 5. There's a university in Spain that has been experimenting with virtual reality and you've probably seen this with some of your clients. You know, the goal of good therapy in psychology is to get yourself to the point where you kind of can reach a metacognition and see your own thoughts and observe yourself either feeling a certain way, acting a certain way to really get out of your own way and observe it as if somebody else would observe it. And once you reach that point, that's when you can start to heal and you can start saying, oh, you know, why am I thinking this? This isn't healthy. And maybe I can think differently and all those things. And the what they were talking about is the virtual reality enabled someone to come into a room and talk to a virtual therapist and the therapist would ask them questions like, why do you feel this way? The person would ask, you know, and then tell me more about that, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, at some point, the perspective would shift and the person would then see themselves sitting on the couch and they become the perspective of the psychologist. And then the recording comes back of them saying, what saying answering those questions so they're looking at themselves and then the therapist is going okay what did you just say and the person hears it and then they say what's the right way to handle this because once you see yourself from another perspective saying or acting a certain way you can then address it and if it's and if you're the same person i found that fascinating and that could have some huge potential for people yeah, that's a great point. I actually, it kind of goes back to exposure therapy as well. I created, maybe a couple of months ago, I created a, a room where somebody walks into a room, there's a TV on, there's people talking, et cetera, and there's a door. So when you walk through the door, it's the same exact room, but it's different because the things that you hear on the TV sound a little different. The conversations you're hearing from people don't sound the same and et cetera. And it's a reenactment of what it's like to have schizophrenia. Mm. So it's really putting people in the mindset of this is how it feels for somebody who has schizophrenia. And it really kind of connects people to understand, because if you never had it, you really don't know what that person is going through. And those are just like, even I tell people all the time, that's just the tip of the iceberg of what's going to be able to happen. Because I, I personally don't have a mental health background. I just know how to create the technology for mental health professionals. And there's been a lot of just creative ideas that's just like being transcended. So really the level of how far mental health will go with, with this technology is really going to be on the mental health professionals and their mindsets and their creativity mm. to make an impact. And I think they're going to be, they're going to find ways to really make an impact in different ways that people are just not really even could even comprehend that it's possible and it's going to keep growing and it's going to be monumental in the future. Yeah. Have you, Worked with or maybe talk a little bit about haptics and the future of that, meaning, you know, right now you wear some goggles and you everything's, you know, up on the head. But, you know, there are gloves, there are suits, there's, you know, ready player one type of thing where you like fully immersed. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so that's definitely coming. There's definitely a lot of companies that are really diving into it where they're 
really creating that, how it looks in the real world. And that's the goal of the metaverse. The metaverse is to make it feel like his ready player one, make it feel like you're in the matrix, you know, locked in where it feels like the real world and the metaverse world looks exactly the same. And that's the future that they're trying to get to. And that's where they're going. There's a lot of companies that are doing that. So one company called MetaHero, their whole company concept is to really, they have this huge machine and it takes so many different pictures and and frames and, and, and angles of you. And they put your actual self into virtual reality to where you look like your real self. And that comes with, you know, having you know, the goggles, the gloves and everything, et cetera, on. I do believe that it will grow. There will be some virtual reality companies that will fully immerse in that. But the cool thing is with Oculus too, right now, you can move around with that while just sitting down. And that's kind of it's technology. Technology kind of wants you to be lazy. Yeah. <laughs> but there will be, there will be virtual reality sets where I believe you will have you fully immersed, maybe just sitting, like standing up somewhere and have the body suit on and you'll be able to fully move and move your body and going, et cetera, like that. So I believe that's coming too. A lot of companies are already working on that. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. Obviously you're dealing in an, an environment and an industry that's really, really using it for positive. What would you say to the person that's listening? That's like, I'm not really sold on this and this is going to go down a road that I'm not sure we're ready for. I, I run into people like that a lot, especially since I talk a lot about that in in context of my book and, and in other environments. What's the balance here? What what is the what's the pro con, and then what's the third way, which is the edge of the coin? Yeah. So, I mean, the honest answer is it's going to come whether the person likes it or not. Technology is always going to advance. It's been advancing since we're using sticks to make fire to, to now use whatever we need to use to this day. And whether you like it or not, it, it's going to come. The, the best decision you can make is, is how can you get ahead or be a part of it, right? Anybody that's going to bet against the metaverse, and a lot of people, like you kind of mentioned, I think before we started talking, a lot of people think when they think of metaverse, they think of Facebook. But Facebook, people don't realize Facebook is late to the game when it comes to the metaverse. That's why they're not doing so well. <laughs> they're actually late. Their technology is behind. They're trying to keep up with all these other people. Like I mentioned before, MetaHero is already trying to put your actual self in the metaverse. Facebook is still struggling to put legs on their avatars. It's, it's a whole different game of what's going on. So when you think of the metaverse, think of virtual reality, do not think of Facebook because there are so many other platforms, the central land sandbox. There's so many different other avenues that are way more advanced than Facebook. But I believe Facebook will catch up for sure. Yeah, so it's going to come regardless. And it's just, do you want to be ahead of that curve or do you want to be late to it? You know, it's right. another technological boom and it's going to come. And, you know, people that are against technology, you know, and you are going to fight against it. You're just going to be late to the game and eventually you're going to use it. <laughs> you know I mean? There's going to eventually be a time where we're not using Zoom because Zoom is going to be in a virtual reality set. You know, Bill Gates was talking about the other day. He was like, all meetings in the future will be in virtual reality, in the metaverse. It's just something that's going to come. And some people are slower to adapt to technology. I'm a little bit faster. I can yep. kind of see the screen coming a while away. So I'm trying to get on board as, as fast as I can. So people that are against technology, yeah, you got to, it's, you know, that's want to be, if that's your personal vindictive against it you still can't stop it it's gonna come and you know why not get on board and try to make the most of it now instead of being late to the game later yeah i agree a thousand percent uh for me i've always been that way i've been able to connect the dots and like you said see the train coming down the tracks and i love what you're doing because it's my goal to engage with it use it benefit from it but also not be afraid to call out what needs to change and actually push to make that change in positive ways like you're doing for mental health professionals. That's beautiful. Yeah. 
if somebody's listening and they're like, hey, you know, I've never thought about it this way. I, I'm interested in learning more. Like, how can someone like put their toe in the water? Do they just go to Best Buy and buy an Oculus 2? Or what would you recommend to someone who's never really gotten gotten or tried virtual reality? Oh, that's a good question. So you can get them for fairly cheap. There's actually, you can actually rent one out for a day for seven bucks. There's companies that I work with. Grover is one. Um, there's a few other companies that will literally rent you out for rent it out for a day for as low as seven bucks. You can rent some out as low as $12 a month. So there's definitely affordable ways to really try it. If you want to get, you know, if you wanted to buy an Oculus, you could buy the brand new one from Best Buy or Walmart, or you can get a refurbished one as well. There's some that can go for 70, 80 bucks on eBay. So like that. So I would say, you know, and the, the amazing thing is it's kind of one of those things where you can talk about it, but once you actually put them on, you actually get it. It's like, okay, I, I, I see what, I see what's going to happen now. So mm-hmm. I encourage everybody to at least try it, even this for a day, do it for just seven, 10 bucks, just log in, see what it's like, really just dive into it. And then your creativity, your, your, creati- your creativity juices are just going to start going, start flowing. So for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. The, I mean, once you go into virtual reality, there's almost an endless world of opportunities when it comes to different types of games or or, or mental health uh, apps or meditation apps or, you know, learning apps. What are some of the ones that, apart from the cool things you create, what are some of the best virtual reality experiences that that you've been a part of? <laughs> so it was fun, fun fact. So I was lit, really on a on a trip to, I was flying where was i flying to i think it was north for oh yeah for thanksgiving and i had my oculus with me but i had him on the plane because you can just log into your wi-fi on the plane and i was in netflix i was just watching netflix on the plane through my goggles there's also i'm a big like call of duty guy so there's already like call of duty type games in the virtual reality space as well i spent a lot of my time making connections and building and stuff like that as well of course doing the virtual reality standpoint is that i watch a lot of youtube in there i like to play basketball in there <laughs> so i went to a laser tag competition the other day that was pretty fun so there's a whole That's bunch awesome. of yeah a whole bunch of different things you could do i have friends that literally go to space tournaments blackjack tournaments that go in there and they really just sit down and you're really just literally you see them with the cars they're playing and just having a good time so yeah. um and that type of fun stuff as well. I've been to parties <laughs> before out there and it's been pretty fun too. And it sounds right to be like, oh, there's people there. Like, yeah, there's actually like hundreds of people in there partying, having a good time, connecting and building. So I've used it for a lot of stuff. The main time, I would say 90% of the time is me just, I just really being there working, creating platforms and stuff. But on my spare time, definitely laser tag, spades, playing basketball, Netflix. Yeah, you can find me there. Are you finding an open community in the mental health space that people are knocking on your door or is or is it just in the beginning that, you know, some of the trendsetters are jumping in? What 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 kind of feedback are you getting? I'm getting a lot of trendsetters and I'm getting a lot I get do get people just reaching out really trying to I would call them early adopters, really trying to get their feet in the door now. I'm getting a lot of nonprofits trying to reach out, especially with I believe it's a cool thing. The funny thing how the world works is kids Kids seem to pick up on technological trends faster than adults do. So if you wanted to know what the next thing is going to be, just ask your kids. Your kids will know. So I get a lot of nonprofits that want to build things for kids as well. They have a lot of, especially kids that have been through traumatic or PTSD type of stuff. I've been getting that type of of feedback. But I do get a lot of people that are literally just want to be early adopters. They want to get their their foot in the door now. They want to be able to offer another service. And I get a lot of people that want to be just different 
than a different another private practice. A lot of private practices, you know, there's only so much you can offer, but not everybody can offer virtual reality, right? Especially at an affordable rate, because you know, just one of my platforms you can rent out for like twenty nine dollars, and a lot of um, a lot of private practices they will sell their well, they will you know they'll advertise their selling for their private to use the virtual reality for like fifty dollars a month. So people are still making money by also also offering a really great experience at the end of it too. Mm. That's that's wonderful. You mentioned PTSD. <clears throat> Do you have some of your clients using this for kind of trauma therapy, things like this? I do. I get a lot of working with one therapist who works with the VA and has a lot of people that do post-traumatic stress. And the platforms that we are creating has been a super peaceful group setting to where people that have these tragic experiences can come into this group setting. If you think of like Alcohol Anonymous, where it's like a whole bunch of people in there, but it's really private. And again, what they're finding is people are just super open and are super more not even just that, way more relaxed as well, because there's only so much, you know, in the real world, you can make a building look nice, but I can actually, I'm in creating these open spaces to where these veterans are in the mountains where it's snowing mm-hmm. and they can see the water, they can see the fist women, they can see the tranquility of just the beauty of it. They're sitting around this campfire roasting marshmallows and these really peaceful environments for these veterans that have been gone through so much and put them in this tranquil space. So it's been really, really cool. That's awesome. You touched on it earlier, Terrence. Do you do you do and build environments for anyone who wants one, or are you right now just focusing on mental health? I can build for anybody who wants one because it's not even just mental health. Nonprofits, life coaches, they reach out to me as well um, to have their spaces built. So, and nonprofits isn't isn't always necessarily mental health. There's a lot of things that they like to have. Like I've created a platform to where it's just a recreational center for kids to go into play basketball, play ping pong, football, have music to like different games and like puzzles and stuff for the kids to build in the recreational aspect. And it still is kind of mental health because it's still, you know, giving um, giving the kids a kind of a mental ease and a mental a place to where they can relax. And, you know, yeah. so it kind of still ties into it. But yeah, I, I build stuff for nonprofits as well and life coaches. So that's kind of a way for mental health. But I even think life coaching is still a type of mental health atmosphere type of position as well. That's great. That's great. Well, if somebody wanted to get into it and have their own environment or world or virtual office, is it pretty affordable? You don't have to give specific prices, but is it something that's out of reach for, say, just a single life coach that's starting out their practice or is this something that that is attainable i think it's pretty attainable so why have one so starting off with my my website it's www.metawellness.space what you can do is rent out one platform for 29 dollars a month mm. and literally rent out headphones for as low as 10 dollars a month so right now you're at if you have one headphone in one space that's at 40 and if you wanted to get multiple headsets you can get you know you can be under a hundred dollars a month, just really starting your practice, having multiple headsets to multiple clients. The manufacturer I work with with the headsets, they take care of everything, the shipping, the handling, any problems with the headsets, et cetera. It's a really simple setup and it's free cancellation. I try to make it very affordable for, because I get a lot of people in private practice right, that are just starting out that really want to you know, be different than other people. 
And that's the one way to do it. Now, when it comes to like larger companies, I've had some pretty large companies that reach out. It's those are different because it's a it's not just a standard setting space. It's it's more of like a bigger platform with a lot more technology and stuff into it. So those prices are different. But for the average therapist and private practice, I personally think it's pretty affordable. You can be out the door with two headsets and your own platform for as under fifty bucks a month. So, do you have to use your headsets, or if they if everyone has their own Oculus, they can you do it that way too? Yes. If everyone has their own Oculus, they can do it. It doesn't have to be for me. And then like the setting up of it is pretty easy. It's pretty much they download a certain app and then they download it and then they're just, they send the invite to the person that they want into the space and then boom, you're there. So this has been a fascinating conversation. If somebody wants to know more about you and your work, where do they go? Is it Meta Wellness? Yeah. So www.metawellness.space. You can email me at themetaworldcreator at yahoo.com. Find me on LinkedIn at Terrence W and reach out and we can talk more. That's awesome, Terrence. Well, thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate it. Are you going to be at the Mental Health Marketing Conference in Nashville this year? I am. I'm actually speaking. I'm actually creating <laughs> I'm actually creating a whole mental health conference for them. And if people have to be able to have try-on therapy there where you can actually sit and have the goggles and actually experience the therapy sessions as well. And I also, like, and this is like, even just away from the conference, even when people, people ask me all the time, do you customize platforms? Yes. Any type of platform you would like, I can customize it. We have a buy now, pay later option as well. I can put your logos in there, your colors, your exact hex colors, your exact theme, whatever you would like, your degrees, um, exploited, put a very like detailed, as, as detailed as you want. So, but yeah, I will be there next year speaking and I'm pretty excited to, uh, about that as well. Well, Steve Turney is a good buddy of mine and I look forward to, to seeing you there. I'll be there as well. So we'll have to connect and I can't wait to try out one of your environments. Absolutely. And I definitely appreciate, you know, the time. This was definitely very fun and exciting. Yeah. Thanks, Terrence. Well, metawellness.space, not .com, .net, not any of those. It's metawellness metawellness.space, correct? Sure. Awesome. Well, Terrence, this has been fascinating. Thank you for the good work you're doing and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm.